Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the I See Old People podcast. I am Dr. Bruce, your host. The I See Old People podcast is a weekly exploration of aging. We try to use me as a focus of that aging because I am a recently uh, minted senior. I turned 60 back in November. I'm on the back half of 60. I'll be 61 soon. I have 35 years of healthcare experience and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that today. Today is July 14th, 2020, the time of madness in the world. So here we are on July 14th, 2020 in the the dark times of, uh, of the crisis we are all in. It is an uh, unfortunate time for the world, and it is certainly an unfortunate time for those that don't agree with the uh, medical line, as I do not. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. I did want to mention that I'm into my fourth week of onset insomnia. I just cannot seem to fall asleep. It doesn't matter what I do. I tried some melatonin, a, a um, natural kind of supplement that I bought at a, at a um, natural supplement store, and uh, it didn't work at all. I still laid there for hours on end, but I, I didn't race as much in my mind, so at least that was positive. Tried meditation, I tried exercise at night, tried not exercising at night, tried sitting outside under the stars. Oh, and believe me, sitting outside under the stars the other day was absolutely spectacular. The Milky Way was so visible all the way through. It was a clear, gorgeous night. But anyway, tonight, last night, four o'clock in the morning, I saw four o'clock in the morning before my eyes finally closed. And then at 6, 6 a.m., two hours later, I was awoken by these uh, two wonderful little creatures that were staying overnight at my house. My grandchildren were staying overnight, and they were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and they were screaming and roaring like lions and jumping around like monkeys on my bed because we were going to the zoo. That was the reason that they had slept over. So we went to a local zoo today, and we enjoyed a wonderful, wonderful day. We got there nice and early. It had not gotten too hot in the day, and we enjoyed seeing all of the different animals. We saw lions, camels, um, monkeys, uh, lemurs, oh, uh, everything you can think of, zebras, um, uh, wolves, and we uh, actually one of the workers got the wolves to howl. And that was really, really cool. The wolves all started howling at the same time. And then the camel that was right across the way from the wolves, it started trying to make its sound. It was kind of responding to the wolves. And the camel, I've never seen a camel before, but the camels have this big pouch, this big diverticulum. Well, their mouth is a big, huge mouth that's just full of white saliva just dripping out of it. And then when it was trying to make this sound, when it was trying to respond to the wolves, it was uh, it was like this big red sack that would just pull, blow out like a balloon out the side of its mouth. And as it deflated, it made this kind of gurgling. Oh, I could not even describe the sound it was making. But it was really neat to see the camel uh, responding to the wolves. Uh, we saw lions, um, beavers, porcupines, oh, all kinds of really, really neat animals. And it was a really, really fun day with the grandkids. So, uh, so I'm pretty tired with just two hours sleep. 
and I thought, oh, I'm going to go and have a nap before I go into work and uh, and come into Storage Closet Studios here and do my podcast. But uh, that didn't work. I just laid there awake because onset insomnia doesn't just it just work at night it works in the middle of the day as well anyway i don't have a much to talk about except maybe the biggest thing that has happened to me in in quite some time and that was that uh, this week i retired i retired as a chiropractor i did not give up my license i had considered giving up my license but i feel that it's really important that i stay in the game with my license because in the future they may need some leaders who have a little bit of guts to stand up to the medical profession. And we do not have that leadership at this point. But right now, I am in no position to fight the powers that be. And so I retired from my clinical practice, which I, uh, I, I built that office, the health center that I retired from this week. I built that in 1996. I treated thousands and thousands of patients there. I helped them to maintain their health or to recreate their health through natural methods, eating well, exercise, fresh air, vitamin D. I taught people that it is the power of the body that will heal the body. The body has an innate ability to heal and we are stronger than anything. And we are stronger than any bacteria. We are stronger than any bug. There are limitations of matter. I never told somebody that they had to uh, think about it and heal and eat well when they cut off a finger. Of course, they went to a hospital and they went to a surgeon. So please don't misquote me in any way. But I have to say, that my methods of natural healing have been effective and have helped thousands of people in my community. And it was bittersweet. It was bittersweet to uh, tell my partner uh, that I was going to be leaving, that um, I was not going to uh, practice anymore within the building. And uh, he was kind of sad. I, I, wa- I want to read what he sent to me after a day he kind of digested it. And this is what he said. He said, uh, hey, Bruce, I just wanted to say it was an honor working with you. You are a true principled chiropractor and the best manual adjuster I have ever met. You have helped a lot of people in your career and you should be proud of that. I am sad over the news, but I am happy that you can now enjoy every day. So that was a really, really nice note to get. And I know a lot of other people are thinking the same sentiment. But I sure, this retirement sure is not the retirement I had in mind. I kind of always thought that, you know, when I retired after about this length of time, I never was going to be one of those guys that was going to work until I was 70 or 75. I mean, I feel sorry for those chiropractors. They usually, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had chiropractors that have dropped dead in, in their offices, and that was never, ever my intent. Right around this time, I was planning on retiring. But I certainly never thought I would go out in these types of circumstances. So uh, I'm going out with a whimper instead of a bang. My my idea always to retire was I was gonna I was gonna get a big tent, like a big big top tent. I was gonna in the back parking lot of the office building, the the health center that I built in 1996. I was gonna have a spaghetti supper, a free spaghetti supper for everybody that had ever come to see me, anybody who ever was uh, who was a, a present patient, who was a past patient, who just wanted to come and have a free spaghetti supper. I was going to present that to the community. 
the wine would flow, the spaghetti would flow, we would have a live band, and then I would say a few words to the, to the people that, uh, that really loved me in my community. And I know they do, but right now, there's none of that. Can, we can't do that. We can't gather. We can't get together to do any kind of celebration like that. So a virtual celebration and a virtual hug for all of the people uh, along those years that I, I have, that have participated in my life. Because as a practitioner who truly loves his, pati his patients, as someone who really loves his patients, I'm just as rewarded when they do well, when they get better. And it's the feedback that you don't see in a lot of other professions. Uh, yeah, and so why am I going out with such a whimper instead of a bang? Well, it's because of the madness that is going on in this world right now. The absolute madness. 120 years ago, the people who are now controlling the world were the snake oil salesmen that were driven out of town in the Old West. They, were, they had their elex elixirs and their potions. They had everything you could think of. If you couldn't sleep, they had a potion for you to make you sleep. It was usually full of morphine. If you couldn't wake up in the morning and you couldn't function during the day, they had a potion that would give you all kinds of pep, and it was usually full of cocaine. The, they, had a, a, they had a bottle or a pill for every ill. And you know, that hasn't changed. The medical profession has not changed. It is exactly the same. It is completely symptom-based, and it has no concept at all about the whole, the whole idea of innate intelligence and the way the body has to work together. To, to The strength of the body is what protects us. The strength of the body, our immune system, is so strong and is so vital. That's where all emphasis in healthcare should be directed. But instead, it's completely symptom-based. If you have a fever, lower it. If you have a stomach ache, take an antacid. If you have diarrhea, take something to stop you from running. If you have uh, constipation, take something to make you run. If, you ha if you're cold, give you something to make you warm. It just is the opposite. Whatever it is, whatever the symptom is, give the, give the person some kind of a pill, counteract that symptom. That's not health care. That's a pill for an ill. Okay, that's all it is. And you know how medicine got this way? How did medicine become the most powerful force in the world? Dr. Fossey's making everybody in America wear a mask. The World Health Organization, run by medical doctors, is telling people they have to all stand six feet apart from each other. These directives are coming from these medical people. And I'll say it in the kindest way. They came from these, these roots, these snake oil salesman roots. And they really haven't changed at all. I'll tell you the history of medicine. The Flexner Report in 1910 came through and found all of these different medical schools that existed all across the United States. And they all had different orientations, but they were all the same. They were making up potions. They were making up uh, elixirs. Uh, they were making up poultices. It was all kinds of chemicals and drugs that they were using in different ways and different methods. Some of them had some success. Some of them were terrible. They killed a lot of people. They still kill a lot of people. But then in 1910, the Flexner Report came out from the United States government, which was a reform act for all the medical schools. By 1920, every medical school had to follow these reforms. And the ones that wouldn't follow these reforms were eliminated. The ones that followed the reforms were rewarded. 
And who jumped on board? The Rockefellers, the DuPonts, the Gettys, Mellons, Carnegie. These are the guys with the money and they backed that horse. They had chemicals to sell. They were industrialists. They saw that mechanical model, a pill for an ill, and they went with it. And now, in just 120 years later, those people that we drove out of town because they were poisoning our children and our wives, we drove them out of town in the middle of the night. They are running the world right now. And that is a very sad state of affair. Look at the world. Look at the condition that the world is in right now. People wearing masks outside while they're riding their bicycles in a 32 degree day. 32 degree Celsius day. So hot and humid that it's hard enough to breathe as, as it is. And people are blindly following this. Chiropractic should be leading the fight against this. And instead... This shows you the power of the medical system. Instead of us leading the fight, what we are doing is we are rolling over, showing our belly, showing our weakness, and we are doing exactly what they're telling us to do. The clinic that I, that I built in 1996, that glorious, glorious place where I taught people how, how important it was for you to have a healthy body through fresh air, exercise, proper diet, proper rest. Maybe this is why I have insomnia right now, because I'm going insane with what is happening out there in the world. With that clinic right now, there's a sign on the door saying, masks are mandatory to enter. The clinicians who are working in that clinic right now, my clinic, they're working, they all, it's not my clinic anymore, obviously. The, the clinicians that are in there are wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. I walk in to it and there is my receptionist sitting behind the desk behind a plexiglass sheet with a mask on and gloves. I can't stomach it. I can't do it. There's no way. And thank God I'm in a position that I can walk away. So I am walking away. I am retiring from, from the health clinic that I, that I founded. And it was bittersweet, believe me, to put the keys on the desk and, and know that I won't be walking in there again. And I will, I will, I'm done with chiropractic in this, at this time. I'm keeping my license. Okay, I worked darn hard for that license. And I'm keeping it because maybe there's going to be a glimmer of hope. Maybe, maybe there's going to be like-minded people like me who can bound together and who can fight the oppression that is occurring right now in the world, the medical tyranny that is happening right now in this world, we have to come to our senses. Somebody has to lead the charge. I am speaking out now very, very forcefully, maybe too forcefully. I mean, who knows the repercussions of even my words today because nobody seems to have the guts to say one single thing about what is happening to us. We are being controlled by a medical system that doesn't have any idea what it's doing. It, is, it has been completely contrived on selling chemicals to us, injecting us with chemicals that treat symptoms. And all of a sudden, a virus 
a flu bug is the most is the most terrorizing thing in the world a flu bug in july people are wearing masks are sanitizing their hands every time they turn around because of a flu bug in july think about the absurdity of that statement well anyway i've probably done it with this podcast who knows what's going to happen now but I just, I can't keep it in any longer. I honestly cannot keep it in any longer. We are living in absolute absurd times. It's time to wake up people. It's time to start a resistance because we cannot continue like this. This is a path to destruction. This is going to destroy our, our entire way of living, our entire understanding of what it means to be alive in this world we have to live we have to live in harmony with viruses okay there are billions of viruses in every square cubic inch of water there are billions of viruses in every shovel full of earth that you pull out of the ground there are billions of viruses floating through the air right now and yet we have picked this one virus to all of a sudden be the boogeyman that is going to scare us into the point of taking away all of our individual freedoms, all of our health choice freedoms, our ability to function within the world. A world as we know it is gone. Somebody up and fight to get it back. And I'm standing up today because it's time that somebody said, this is wrong, this is going to destroy us, and we have to stop it. Wow. See what happens when I only get two hours of sleep? Little bit of anger coming out of me there. So, And it was not my intention. My intention was just to explain to you how the Flexner Report of 1910 and the alliance with the industrialists made medicine what it is today. Medicine is the biggest lobbyist in the world. Medicine is bigger than the military-industrial complex. Notice there's been no wars going on. There's been nothing going on. Medicine has taken over. Let me tell you right now, I'm a voice that wants to resist, and I would, I would love to, to have some of you join me. I know this was a little bit scattered, this podcast. I had a lot to say, and I'm really angry, and I'm really tired. I'm going to have more a clearer thought next week. Maybe try to put it back, put it together, where we can actually come up with some action steps. Anyway, here we go. (sighs) So, if you've listened to the end, you know I love you, and I appreciate you. I want to welcome some of my new listeners from Quebec, La Belle Province. It's wonderful to have you here. I've always had these regular listeners from France, and now to have another uh, uh, French-speaking province join in has been a real thrill. Most of my audience does come from English-speaking Canada and English-speaking America, so uh, it's kind of nice to have uh, have some people of of, uh, French, uh, some French people joining on board. You know, if you liked what you, if you like what you heard, (laughs) I, I, uh, I'm always happy to have a referral. So, you know, let people know you can find me at icoldpeople.ca and I'm on any, any of the major podcasts. There's Apple, um, Spotify, Podbeam, of course, which is my host. And uh, please come back next week. Okay.
Okay, let's see you in T. See you next Tuesday.